0: to a hope 1032 podcast. A friend of mine, Chester, is one of the most risk-taking Christians I know. I remember Chester once caught a taxi from Sydney's CBD to the north side of the city. And um, the whole way, he was trying to think of a way to start up a conversation about Christ with his taxi driver. This was very normal for Chester. Everything he said, however, failed on this occasion. The man seemed completely disinterested Fifteen minutes later, they arrived at Chester's destination, just underneath the northern end of the famous Harbour Bridge. The driver seemed quite taken with the bridge as he looked up out of his window at the enormous structure. Beautiful bridge, isn't it? said Chester. Best bridge in the world, the driver replied enthusiastically. Suddenly, Chester remembered the gospel tract he had in his top pocket. The well-known tract called Bridge to Life. Do you mind, asked Chester, in a manner only he could get away with, if I tell you about the best bridge I know about? Now I kid you not, for the next 15 minutes, Chester led this man through a careful presentation of Christ as the bridge between God and man. The driver soaked up Chester's every word and thoughtfully took the tract away with him. I suspect Chester could write a book entitled 101 Crazy Ways to Tell Others About Jesus. I, for one, would buy it. Well, last time, we started to explore the role of the evangelist, and Chester is certainly one of those. I made three simple points last time. Firstly, an evangelist is someone given by Christ to the church for a focused ministry of telling the gospel to those who don't believe. Secondly, Although we often think of evangelists as itinerant, traveling around from one place to another, in the New Testament, they can just as easily be localized evangelists, serving one congregation or a small cluster of congregations. Thirdly, only some Christians are evangelists. I appreciate the sentiment of the slogan, every Christian is an evangelist, but it's not actually the way the Bible talks about the issue. Anyway, now I want to raise the obvious next question. How do you determine who the evangelists are? It's sometimes put to me that because there's no real way of discerning evangelists from non evangelists, we might as well urge and train all Christians to be evangelists and just see what eventuates. Well, I appreciate the sentiment, but it seems to me we would never consider urging everyone in our churches to become Bible study leaders or Sunday school teachers or hospital or nursing home visitors and so on. Why would we do it for evangelists? It's not difficult to find suitable people for these other ministries. And with a little thought and planning, I reckon the same is true for evangelists. Let me offer three tips for picking the evangelist. Two of them are simple guesses. The other is grounded in the scriptures themselves. Firstly, I assume that evangelists will be marked by a keen desire to tell the gospel to others. It makes sense to me that if Christ has given individuals to the church for a focused ministry of evangelism, and if he has appropriately fitted them out for the task, such people will want to perform the role. Of course, every Christian should be zealous for the salvation of others, but some, as I'm sure you will know, are especially keen to talk to others about Jesus. Think through your Christian friends right now. I'm confident you'll be able to name several who stand out for their passion to tell the gospel to others. Perhaps they are the evangelists. Perhaps it's even you. Secondly, I assume that most evangelists will relate well to those who don't yet believe. Now this is guesswork on my part, I admit. But it seems reasonable to me that those given to the church for the express purpose of communicating the gospel to those who don't believe will feel relaxed with unbelievers, will enjoy befriending them, understand them, and so on. In some ways, this is no different from determining a Sunday school teacher or Bible study leader by observing or predicting how well the person relates to their respective audience. Do you relate well to those outside the church? Can you think of others in your church who do? Perhaps they are Christ's evangelists. Thirdly, and importantly, an evangelist will be clear with the gospel. I don't just mean clear about what the gospel is. Hopefully, that's all of us. I'm talking about clarity in outlining the gospel. This point arises directly from the word evangelist itself. You may remember last time I said that evangelist is the word evangelistes or gospeler. Now, a gospeler must be particularly able to explain the message plainly. I'm not talking about having the gift of the gab, or about being an extrovert. I mean, clarity doesn't always go with these things. I'm specifically talking about an ability to take the truth of the gospel and make them plain to others. This presupposes that Christians are talking and listening to each other over morning tea, at church functions, during Bible studies or whatever. Assuming we do, I'm sure that those with a knack for clarity will be obvious to most of us. Gospel clarity, I reckon, is the main predictor of who the evangelist is. A friend of mine provides a good example of how all of these tips can come together to reveal who the evangelist is. Tim is a 30-something boat builder and a follower of Jesus for as long as he can remember. Over the years, he had helped out with all sorts of ministries, youth group, Bible studies, holiday programs, and so on. He was a proven and godly Christian. In addition, it was clear Tim had a deep concern for and an excellent rapport with his non-Christian friends. Now, I don't think he'd actually personally led anyone to Christ before, but he was the kind of guy who was always getting into conversations about the faith and was frequently bringing friends to church. On a hunch that he was just the sort of guy to lead people through the gospel message, Tim's church invited him to sit in on an inquirer's course run in the minister's home over five weeks. Tim was there to learn the ropes, to read passages from the Bible, and to offer the occasional personal perspective on believing in Christ. Everything he did over the weeks was crystal clear. He was not a preacher or especially extroverted. Tim is actually one of the most laid-back guys I know. But when he spoke of Christ, he had a knack for keeping it simple, avoiding jargon, and addressing his words directly to his hearers. When Tim felt comfortable with the course material, he gave it a go himself. Soon, he had a lounge room full of his own sceptics, spectators and searchers. He did brilliantly, casually taking people through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus and winsomely urging people to accept the Lord. And some did. As a result of his first couple of inquirer courses, Tim ended up with a sizable home group of new and almost Christians to follow up he did so diligently throughout the rest of the year grounding them in the truths of the gospel this boat builder was clearly a gospeler and evangelist as well congregations or clusters of congregations would do well i think to consider employing focused evangelists in their midst Theological colleges could assist by providing a specialist training stream for those who appear most useful in this regard. Perhaps most importantly, we should all be on the lookout for people in our own congregations, perhaps even ourselves, who can be trained and utilised for a focused evangelistic ministry in our local area. Like my friend Tim, they could be trained In apologetics, as well as in some of the modern evangelistic tools, they could then be set loose in our midst to be what Christ intended the evangelist. Hope 1032. Thanks for listening.